Thanks for listening to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? We're stoked to be back for season five, and this year we're coming back bigger and better than ever. That's right, Michael. You've been busy over the off-season. We're now on Instagram, X, YouTube, and TikTok. And, of course, you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms. Now it's time for another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? Hello and welcome to the final edition of How Good Is Rugby League this year. My name is Michael Corbin and I am joined, as always, by a man who suffered a severe loss on the weekend. A tough loss. Emmanuel Peglis, how are you? Michael Corbin. I am... Okay, I've I've come to terms. I've... It's okay. It's been. It's been. I don't know. It was just a. I've discussed this a few times now with a few people, and there were points of that game where I was so impressed by what I saw from Souths. Uh, firstly, congratulations to Penrith. I thought yes. absolutely extraordinary. The best team in the past two years. Uh, runners up last year, grand finalists and premiers this year. Uh, deserved it. Um, a, a great effort from them. A, a team of superstars. It, it's been a long time in the making. Uh, congratulations. As a South supporter, uh, I'm obviously just gutted. Um, but, you know, it was one of those games where I was like, we absorbed so much pressure. And it was, at one point, I just remember, I think it was literally just before the intercept. And I think it was 8-all. And I was like, fuck, how is it still 8-all? Like, I'm just <laughs> like, it's almost like the, the pain, like it was just exhausting. And I, like every hit and... Penrith's defence, it was a great game of territory, and but Souths, you know, they got limited chances, they made the most of them, um, but Penrith were the better team, and um, Adam Reynolds' kicking made the difference in the end, which is a sad way for him to go. So that's me as a Souths fan. As a rug- rugby league fan, extraordinary game of rugby league, complete battle of attrition. Um, I'll get more onto Souths in, in a bit, but uh, complete, complete battle of attrition, um, Absolutely loved the contest. Just physical from the word go. Cameron Murray, I'm 99% sure, got concussed. Uh, and Because just, I don't know, just kept making tackles like a pinball machine. Um, Arrow obviously didn't come back. Um, but the, the Panthers kicking game, they completely dominated our back three. And I, that's definitely where the game was won because Souths were so often kicking on the last in their own 30. Um, great, great game of football. Um, and just one of those... The thing that is not going to get a lot of raps this week, but should, is the refereeing, because I actually thought it was fantastic. I think it was there was no no interference from the ref, very lim- limited involvement, um, low penalty count, low six again count, and just let the boys play. Yeah, there was look, there was there's always going to be some questionable calls, but I'm glad that like they didn't ruin the game. Yeah, I yeah I as like an outsider watching this game, not having like any horse in the race, I obviously wanted Penrith to win because I'm a Roosters fan and I don't want South to win. Yeah. But just watching it as an observer, it was one of the best grand finals I've seen. Yeah. It was physical, tough, gritty. It, it, it was everything you wanted in a grand final. I thought that South looked a lot more dangerous with the ball. Yeah. But Penrith went in with this game plan where we're going to neutralise Cook and Murray by just running our back three at them constantly. Yeah. And making them make tackles so that when it comes to attack, 
they're not going to have much left in attack. And look, there was a line break that Murray made that was end, end of the game, and that's when like you're, you're starting to get physical and yeah. everyone's you know getting a bit tired. But I thought Penrith's game plan was excellent, and it all hinged on Nathan Cleary's kicking game being perfect. Yeah, and he did not miss. Yeah. Every single kick that he put in pinned you inside your ten meters and in the corner. Most like. There was three line dropouts in the first 15 minutes. Yeah, nuts. They had five. Yeah. And then there was that kick that he put in to Jackson Paulo, who had to take it because it was a metre off the sideline, and Matt Burton was chasing yeah. after him. If he did, doesn't take it, Burton takes it and scores, and Burton takes him out of bounds. Like, every kick was perfect. And there's a lot being made about whether Nathan should have won uh, Clive Churchill medal. He was the one who missed the tackle on Walker. Yeah. That Walker try, by the way, incredible. Yeah, like fending from the uh, fending with the other hand in the opposite direction and stepping and it, incredible grand final try, which might get lost a bit, unfortunately. Yeah, it, it will. It, it was one of the greatest grand final tries I've seen. Yeah, it might get lost, but every Nathan controlled the game so perfectly at every step, and his kicking was spot on, and that's why I think he deserves it. He didn't have any flashy plays, and a lot of the time. The Clive Churchill medal goes to the either the star player or the player with the flashiest plays. This time, it went to the star player, but he he deserved it, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, the thing I'm actually going to love about this grand final is the fact that, okay, it was one of the great grand finals, but there was no play that really sort of is going to be the highlight reel, in my opinion. Yeah. The but Crichton intercept is going to be played. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. Just Crichton intercept aside, that is true. I... I Actually, had blanked that from my mind. <laughs> Literally, I forgot about that. But I was just thinking, in terms of like, you know, a, a moment up until that point, it was a battle of attrition. Like yeah. there was no sort of Greg Inglis try in the final minute. The Crichton yeah. intercept. Okay, um, there's been a lot of absolutely ridiculous criticism of Cody Walker since. I, I can't believe it. It's sort of, I think news.com.au that oh, that boneheaded pass or something. It said like that something absurd, and I'm kind of like if that, if Alex that Johnson. Hit, if if, he, if yeah. it hits, he scores. Yeah. it's happened thirty <laughs> times this yeah. season. Yeah. Congrats to AJ broke the club record thirty tries in a season. Um, but yeah, ex- I, I it, as a rugby league fan, it's and we had this discussion, and Penrith have since played in four of them. Okay, we we love this. We love this style of football. It's it's attrition, and you know each Penrith final. Against Souths, against Eels, against Storm, and against Souths again, they were all the same. It was literally rough and tumble, get in the middle, and just gladiatorial type stuff. And every game was won by five points or less, uh, four points or less, I think. Like they yeah. they took the hard road and they were able to do it. Well, I think that they were going to do some. Andrew Ferguson of um, Rugby League Project was asked a question, and he was coming back on it. But Penrith scored. Five tries the whole final series. Yeah, it's which is nuts. insane. Nuts. It's it's absolutely crazy. But they they had the number one defense all year. Yeah, and it showed. And when they needed to, their defense stepped up. Their attack wasn't as crisp as it was throughout the season, and even like last year, probably like their attack was much better. Yeah, in the in the grand final last year, it was yeah. better. But it was, their defense won. Yeah, it was attacking with their defense because yes. they still missed about 55 tackles, which is what they missed the week before. They but did. they suffocated their opponents out of the game. Yes. Um, it was awesome. Like, it was just it was an awesome game. Um, I'm obviously very disappointed with the result. Um, and it's crazy that in the end, it was the kicking of um, the number seven that was probably the difference. Yep. Um, so, obviously, a lot of storylines and everything like that. But Adam Reynolds just want to... 
give him a quick tribute. So 231 first grade games for Souths, 38 tries, 860 goals, 21 point field goals, and of course two two point field goals this year. 1,896 points. Um, you know, if it was 1,900 points, Souths would be premiers. So it's it's just one of those crazy things. Um, but still a remarkable season, I think, for um, both clubs. Um, and just a really, really good game of rugby league because I think the talk was, especially after what happened in Dubbo, that it wouldn't happen. So yeah. um, as a league fan, loved it. As a Souths fan, not so much. You mentioned Dubbo. And that record, 114-year-old record, yep. still stands though. Yep. A team who has conceded 50 points in the season has yet to go on, yet to go on and win the premiership. But they it's can an, make the grand final. But they can make they the grand final. It's final. an incredible record. It's an incredible record. There's a couple other things I want to hit on. Um, Ivan Cleary. Yep. Monkey off his back. Yep. Do we consider him one of the elite coaches in the NRL? Because it's his third grand. It is his third grand final, right? And I don't think you can hold the Tigers used against him because I don't think anyone can ever succeed at the Tigers at, the, at this point in time. Mm. Um, uh, it depends. I think a lot of it depends now uh, a bit on how he manages the next couple of years. Yeah. Because... They're going to start losing the, they players. They are going to start losing players. It's already going to start next year. Yeah. Um, and I think this is where sort of, you know, the elite coach of um, Hasler was back after three years and then made a grand final the Dogs. Robbo, um, consecutive minor premierships in 14 and 15. Uh, Wayne Bennett, we know about his records. Phil Gould, um, three, two premierships in three years at different clubs and three grand finals in four years. So I think Ivan probably needs to, to do it more. with a, a bit of a, you know, it's one grand final. Um, it's obviously, con- uh, sorry, one premiership, consecutive grand finals. But I think maybe there's got to be something there in terms of do the players want to stay, take the cut, Play for him. Play for yeah. the team. Yeah. Um, look, they're gonna lose. Like they're losing Burton. They're losing Capewell. Yeah. Um. So they're gonna they're gonna lose players, and that's what happens due to the salary cap, right? Yeah. You can't keep everyone. Um. But yeah. I just think this huge monkey off his back. He was. I think he was the most capped coach without a premiership. Yeah. Win. So second to Brian Smith. Second to Brian Smith. So yeah. Uh, well done to him. Another player that I want to mention, Dylan Edwards. Basically, apparently played the last four games with a broken foot, yeah, which is incredible. Obviously, like we don't know what part of the foot was broken, and it is possible to do. But he had two hundred and seventeen meters on the weekend. Yeah, so I read that um, Penrith back three score uh, ran about six hundred and fifty meters, which was equal or more than South's back line. Yeah, which, which is, really explains. I mean, their yeah. back three were just absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Toto again, just. Yeah. He's so important to that team. What he does at the beginning of sets to get you on the front foot. Yes, yeah. and 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 you know there was a few games at the back end of the season where they really missed him, and you, yeah. can, you can tell how important he is. Another player who was injured apparently, kick out as well. Um, so yeah, not yeah, not sure what went on with him and Arrow. Um, what sort of came out of that tackle? But yeah, um, a couple of things, and I back to the refereeing. A couple of things which I just think I liked. From a, a fan perspective, um, and I'm, I'm kind of like, but why doesn't why doesn't it happen all year? The first one was Jerome Luai um, played for the crusher tackle, and the ref just waited and holded and holded, and the commentary is begging him, don't do it, don't do it, and everyone's waiting and waiting, and he gets to the point he has to play the ball. Yeah, fabulous. Yeah, uh, and then the other one, of course, was um, Gagai's tackle. The tackle on Gagai, which sort of it was the first time where he fell into a tackle. 
meant that there was no penalty when the rest of the year it has been a penalty. Was it the one where I think Burton's arm was just by his side? Yeah, and, and he, kind of he got kind of arm? twisted. And, yeah, 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 And yeah. I'm like, great, call it every game. Yeah. Call it every game. Why less that, penalties, that, less that, six again? That's what happens in the grand finals. Though. The refs tend to put away their whistles. The yeah. big games, the refs put away their whistles. And you just wish it was how they did ref the game the whole season. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate how it is, but they know that they don't want to be the, the headline. Yeah. And if they're the headline, then something's wrong. Yeah. So they swallow the whistle. Yeah, exactly. Which is, which is which is a good sign that they got it right in the grand final. And I think for the most part, throughout the final series, the refereeing has been quite solid. Yeah. I, no, I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, a very enjoyable grand final. I think the, the storylines were going all week. They're, they're still going. And um, both teams will look different next year. Um, yep. and it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out, and we'll come to that a bit later. Yep. All right, that's our grand final review. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been a great season, and I thought that a way to celebrate it is uh, bring back everyone's favourite segment, top four. Woo-hoo. And we'll go do through, it twice. <laughs> go, go do it twice, just yeah. to give the fans what they want, yep. um, and go through our top four moments of the season. Now, I reckon these are going to be a bit different for both of us. Yep. Um, I'm going to start off. I think one of my favorite, one of my favorite moments of the year uh, was actually the first grand final rematch between Storm and Panthers. Yep. No, Ivan, no Nathan Cleary, no Ryan Pappenhausen, but it was an incredible game. I think it was round three or round two. Yep. Um, and it all hinged on uh, the last second play where Justin Olin was running, uh, running in to score the try, dived and kick out, knocked the ball out of his hands. Yeah. Like, probably the best try-saving tackle of the year. Um, oh, maybe Xavier Coates' is one, the one tackle of the year. But the incredible try-saving nonetheless. Yeah. And, yeah, I just thought it was... That set the tone for the rest of the season for both Penrith and Storm, I think. It was like, you know, Penrith obviously had the heartbreak last year. They came back, they win that game without their star player. Yeah. I just thought it was an excellent moment. To, like, it was the first big game of the season that everyone had their eyes on, and I thought it was fantastic. Yep. Again, why did we love that game, Michael? Because it was a game of attrition. Yes. It was it exactly. Was, that was a great game of football. Exactly. Um, between two really good sides. Um, okay, I think for me, the big moments of the year, I think Melbourne 19 in a row yep. uh, is, is definitely up there. It's one of the biggest moments. It, it's uh, equaling a, what is it, 46-year-old record for a mighty team. Uh, and in hindsight, it, it it's great that they equaled it. And it's great that they didn't beat it because I think it's just different, such a different competition, different rules. And I just think that that team of 74-75 belongs sort of up there in in the history books alongside this team. Um, and I think that was that was quite impressive as well. So that's probably one of the big ones for me for this year. Bit of a cross-sport comparison. Yeah. It's very similar to what happened in the, in the NBA a couple of years ago where a team broke or equaled the record. Gold State Warriors tied Michael Jordan's incredible 72-10 yep. and 10 record. He's like the on... DCE of the NBA, right? Don't stop. <laughs> but, but Storm didn't go on and win the premiership, yep. much like Golden State didn't go on and win the thing. And you, yep. it might get lost a little bit. Yep. That's the thing. So they didn't go on and complete the run. And it kind of, like, yes, they got the thing, but doesn't really mean anything. You don't get the don't get the flowers at the end. Yeah. Um, but, yes, incredible achievement. Uh, one of my other moments... Uh, my favourite regular season game of the year is Anzac Day. Yep. I and we missed it last year. I yep. know they did like a makeup game in August. Yep. It yep. wasn't the same. Yep. Anzac Day is an incredible game, and 
you know, roosters got up on the dragons, which I do love to see. <laughs> Even though we did lose a couple of players, I think that round. Don't think you like the dragons. No vibe. No. Um. Okay. So that's another one of yours. Okay. Yeah. I think another big moment this season for me is, and it, it got mentioned a bit over the weekends. Obviously, the fact the whole game moved to Queensland. Um, yep. is, is a huge thing. I think um, it's just crazy. I, I realised that I actually didn't go to a game this year, which is which is a, I think just crazy for me. And and but it, at the same time, and I think you and I can both attest to this. Like uh, you know, there were so many Sydney teams in the top eight, and it probably sustained a lot of people as well. So shout out to rugby league generally for for being there on the weekend, except for that round where. The Saturday, everything got cancelled, and we were like, oh, crap, we're in hot water now. Yeah. Where Brisbane had an outra- outbreak. But yeah. we got there. We had the first grand final in Brisbane. We had an all-Queensland final series, three State of Origin games in Queensland. Um, so I think that that's a big moment. That's a that's a big deal, I think, for us as a, as a, um, as a game. So I think that was pretty cool. Um, the other big game, the other one of the big games for me is probably um, round one of the finals, South Beach Penrith. Because it flipped the whole nature of the finals, it changed the conversation about Souths. Yep. Um, it, it turned the spotlight on this big race about the uh, top two uh, and everyone else, best of the rest, and all that, and completely changed things and meant that we wouldn't have Storm Panthers again, much to everyone's delight. Uh, and they had to battle it out on uh, Sunday, Saturday afternoon. So I think that's one of the big stories of the year. Yep. I'll drop in. Well, yep. I've got one. Um, state of origin this year. Yeah, Blues get up once again. They win the first two games. That first game, I've never seen a better Blues performance. Yeah, in my life. Yeah, but the second game I think was more important because Queensland obviously wanted to come back and get it done and not you know have this go to a dead rubber third game. Yeah, and the Blues managed to still win, and I just think. You know, I, I, I love Origin football, and we went through such a hard... The last decade was terrible yeah. in terms of watching New South Wales lose and lose and lose, and just seeing us win back-to-back, uh, uh, seeing us win the Origin series again after losing it at the back end of last year, Yeah, um, really important to me. Yeah. Um, and then I've, I guess probably the, the other big story of the year, it has to be the Panthers, right? And I just I think it has to be the the role of development, and I, I think this now probably shifts the shifts the dial for a lot of clubs in um, that favour recruiting and and don't focus on developing juniors, um, and it probably shifts the spotlight onto teams like the Tigers and the Titans um, that rely so much on recruitment and and way above the checkbook. Um, and I think that the fact that you've got you had Penrith there and you had Souths there who notoriously have a, a pretty good junior system themselves and I, I just think it it shifts the dynamics of that and it also it's not going to be a spoken about story this week but probably how far the Panthers had come in the last 10 years they were a basket case they went to James Packer for a loan Phil Gould had to come in and just it took a while but they got the premiership and they got there on the basis of a team that's pretty much played together since that 14 uh, and, and there was a story about a you know father and son coach and player combination once again, and runners up last year and premiers this year. So it, it's obviously the great story. And then um, yeah, just everything that's come out of that. It was all and it was all highlighted, you know, during the the ring ceremony at the grand after the grand final, yeah, where they announced, you know, 
player X from this club. Yeah. And you heard, like, all the players were Penrith Juniors. Yeah. Bar, like, two or three. And it was just, it you know, they... they Penrith, Penrith were lucky that they could, they're basically the westernmost team. Yeah. And they can draw from all parts of Western Sydney and Western New South Wales. Um, but they've done an excellent job, and a lot of it was due to Gus. Yep. Uh, setting up those pathways programs, setting up the performance of excellence, uh, the center of excellence. Um, and, you know, you hope that he can do something similar for the Bulldogs. Yeah, I mean, you really and do. Because... And, 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 you, and you hope that, you know, other teams start following that blueprint. You hope that, you know, the Tigers start using that Campbelltown, Southwest and Sydney region to start finding players. Because yeah. so many players have come out of there and then they've just lost them. Yeah. it's We've, it, we've, we've mentioned the Tigers, you know. Countless team of, times. Yeah, the Tigers team of uh, lost players, which would beat most teams, you know, in a premiership season. You hope that the Panthers have now set this blueprint that you know is successful. Yeah, and can and, and can hopefully be recommended. And it, it, look, it's not going to be easy, and it's going to take time. This this was a ten year process. It it was, and they thought they were there in twenty twenty fourteen. They they beat the Roosters. They got to the prelim, right? Yeah. And they thought that was it. And then yeah. it was the next year. They struggled. They sacked Ivan. They brought in Griffin, and they were still doing well, but they were struggling because they had the talent, but not the coach. And you know, honestly, had my doubts about Cleary as a coach, and like even up until. This year, I was kind of like, I, I feel like with a more experienced coach, they could be there. But it's also it's also probably a lesson to clubs in persistence uh, and sort of, I think, and, you know, and Brad Arthur's probably in the same league on this. He's, he's been there long enough. You can't just keep sacking them. There aren't no. enough coaches out there. And longevity is the game. I mean, Hasler hasn't won a comp for 10 years either, but is anyone sacking him because he's not a great coach? No. I know Manly wanted to, the Bulldogs tried to, but why wouldn't you want him? Why, like these coaches, a good coach is so hard to find, and there aren't a lot of them. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, for me, they're the big story points. Yeah, and I, look, I think Brad Arthur is safe considering how well his team played yeah. in those, in those like in that game against Panthers. Uh in the second week of the finals. Yeah. I think, and I, I like, that's what you want to see out. Like they weren't favored to win that game, but they put in an effort. Whereas in the last couple of years, they'd gone out of straight sets. Yeah. And had put in bad performances in the finals. And I think that's the difference. Yeah. Is if you show heart and mainly with the same, you know, yes, they got beaten by South, but they were a great team and, uh, um, went past expectations. Yeah. All right, I think that's our top four moments. It is. Why don't we do our top four? Bold predictions. Bold predictions? Or what do you want to do? I thought it was teams heading into next season. Well, one is the other, isn't it? Kind of. Well, we can do top four teams. I think top four teams heading into next season, because I think it's an interesting list. It is an interesting list. Because I think number one is still the Panthers. Because, they, yes, they lose Burton and Capewell. Yeah. But, for the most part, that team's there. And, look, Burton is an incredible player who... You know, basically, and, and Capewell as well, very underrated player. Yeah. Liam Martin's going to get the starting job. They've got juniors there to cover that second row spot. Yeah. And I would assume that Stephen Crichton moves back to that right edge, that right centre spot, well, that left centre spot, Yeah. like the year before, and Charlie Staines plays on the wing. Yeah. Which is probably what, you know, so the, the, and that's how they started the season. So I think they were right there. It's, it's a loss. They're going to be they're 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 the premiers they're the reigning premiers 
They're going to be the number one team. They're the hunted. Yeah. That's a fair call. Um, it's interesting. I was thinking. I was thinking about this today, and there's a lot of teams that, a lot of teams that could be up there, but you just don't know because if you think about it, Souths have lost with some players. They've lost Reynolds, uh, Gagai, Sua, and of course the master Wayne Bennett, um, amongst others. Braden Burns gone to the Dogs. Okay, and the recruitment is not great. And then I think of the Roosters who have lost a lot of depth too. And their recruitment is Connor Watson, and there's not really been any big names. And they're two clubs that have have had spots in the top four over the last few years. And so, where are they going to end up? Where, what, what is what kind of year is this for the Roosters? Is this a push for a premiership year with with over a thousand games experience gone? Yeah. And then, but so I think Penrith are, Penrith are there, and the Storms another one. I thought, well, are they going to be up there? And so I think I have the Panthers and Manly there. Am I going to be foolish enough to have Melbourne not in the top four and then in about week five of next year say, why did everyone ride off the storm? But, but, Michael, is this the year? I, I, I think it is. I, writing, like, thinking these top four teams, I don't have Melbourne in there. Because they're going to start next season with seven of their starting 17 from this season missing. Yeah. Some of them through suspension because of off-field incidences, some because they're leaving. Adokar's leaving. Dale Finucane's leaving. Um, they're getting Xavier Coates. They're getting Meany. They're getting Meany. Yep. Um, but Dale Finucane's that le- the leader on that team. He yep. replaced Cameron Smith as a leader. It's a huge loss. I don't I don't know who takes that role. Um, Brandon Smith. I what happens with Brandon Smith and Harry Grant? One of them, need. they both need to start, in my opinion. But how do you how do you like they they're both starting caliber players sorry but how do you how do you fix it well you know, does I know Smith play thirteen I know we don't touch on off field stuff but I feel like Brandon Smith has answered that question a bit okay but Harry Grant's also missing the first game of the season with suspension as well different kind of suspension different kind of suspension yes you know Cameron Munster's got his issues no yeah and then and then as well there's this threat of a new Queensland team yeah. That can start recruiting November first, yeah. and who and who who signs with them? You know, is is Munster the first? Is the big name? Is it Kalen Ponga? You know, like they they're gonna they're gonna make a splash and get one big guy, and we know it's Wayne coaching. We know Wayne's gonna be running the ship, and he's gonna be able to get a player that he wants. Yeah. to build around. You know, Cody Walker's another name, but yeah, I I, I just think Melbourne is gonna have a bit of a, a, a tough start to the season. Next year, I'm not saying they won't be there at the end, because I think they're a top eight team. They're probably a top four team, but I just think they're going to start We're, shakily. We are also probably reading a bit too much into the fact they lost by four points in a prelim against when they had 15 men, and I, yeah. I think we're probably taking a bit away from that. But I do think, in terms of leadership and direction, they are a little bit rudderless and. Cam Munster, and we have said this before, he doesn't have that sort of con- composure that your Smith and your Cronk yeah. have. And, the, and the, like the other thing is as well, like sorry, we forgot to mention Hines is going. Yeah. He was crucial during the Origin period yeah. when they lost a lot of players. And Pappenhausen is one bad hit away from being out for ten weeks. Yeah, like these are the issues that Melbourne face. Whereas, I think a team like 
like I might I might be a bit biased here, but the Roosters finished fifth this year and had the same amount of points, finished the same with the same amount of wins as the team who ran fourth. Yeah. With so much experience coming back this year. You're gonna have Lindsay Collins coming back, you're gonna have Keary. Luke Keary coming back. Yeah. Right? Suwali and Billy Smith are gonna come back. Our, our problem is our outside backs, we haven't got much depth, right? Tedesco was one of the best players this year and was overshadowed by Tom, but had an incredible season. I just think that this team, if they're healthy, are a, a real threat. And a lot of players who weren't going to get much game time if it weren't for those injuries this year have shown themselves to be first-grade quality players, players like Egan Butcher and Fletcher Baker, who got serious reps and crucial reps in finals games. Yeah. So I think for that, and for that reason, I think the Roosters are going to be really strong next year because a lot of play they're going to have a deep, they're going to have a deeper team with a lot with a lot more experience than what they showed this year. Okay, do you have Manly in there, up there? I do. I have Manly as second. Okay, because I think Manly are going to improve on what they did this year. They had the bad start. They lost their first four games, um, but they're going to be a lot stronger. I think you know their two second rowers, Schuster and Olakowatu. Didn't have an off-season playing in those roles, um, you know. I just think I just think that they're going to be a better team all around. Saab, Garrick, more reps. That team is a, it's a younger team, and they've gotten a lot more experience. Okay, so we both have Penrith and Manly. I, I agree with your point on the Roosters, and I think given last year, they probably will be. They, I mean, they generally push top four anyway. Yeah. So they're going to take one of the spots. I don't. I don't have Souths there because I just. I think they could potentially be there, but I just don't know enough about how they're going to play their halves next year. That's the question. That the big question is who is halfback. Yeah, and I think it's going to be tough. tough I think it should sorry. be tough. I think it should be tough, but yeah. but uh, again, it, it, well, dep- we, it depends need... what happens with Milford. Well, He's had some off-field incidences. Yeah, um, but the thing about the thing about Milford and Walker, I don't feel like they're the kind of halves you want together because no, I feel like they're very you similar. Need, you, exactly right. Walk, Walker's able to do what he does because Adam Reynolds is so good at controlling a game. Yeah, but and that's why I don't think you want to put Walker at seven because you want him to be able to play whatever, whatever, to see whatever he sees and do whatever he does. Exactly. And have that stability at halfback. Yeah. So I think um, Milford's going to take Marshall's fourteen. Okay. Is probably what's going to happen. Uh, and I think Taff will play seven, but I don't know who's going to play fullback, especially because Latrell's not back until week three. It'll probably be Alex Johnson for the first couple of weeks, which I don't think is good either because no. we're going to be weak on that side. Yeah. I also. I mean, it's it's not going to happen given the amount we're playing, but I, I'd almost be considering moving Latrell back into the centres. Uh, it's not going to happen, but to, to take the Gagai role because he creates so much space for AJ. Um, he created so much space for AJ, so um, I don't know what's going to happen there. But, I, you know, I have South somewhere between probably four and seven. I don't, I, but I, I, think, don't. I think I think they're yeah five or five or six for me. I think yeah. that that four spot's really interesting because look, Eels are going to be a good team again. Yeah, um, can they take that leap and be you know they were top four this year? They haven't really lost anyone. But they? that's the thing, like recruitment. Other than the Bulldogs, no one's really recruited. And St George are a little bit in the market, it, but it's all the St it's, George. St George have uh, hired a bunch of. Forty-four year old props. To exactly. Play. Like exactly. That's the old bulldogs. They too. haven't. They haven't. They haven't moved the needle at all, in my opinion. Um, Tigers. They've signed Tyron Peachy. You know, it's like how how much will Adam Reynolds improve the improve the Broncos? You know, they've also got Kirk Capewell. 
Um, their fullback spot is a big question, I guess. Um, but, you know, they they showed signs at the back end of the season. I don't think they're a top four team, but I think they could, could definitely be a top eight team. Bulldogs top eight team? No, not yet. I think I think they need time. They still need time. They're, look, they've recruited well. I think they're going to be around there. Yeah, but I just, they've I, done I, so much recruiting for a club that's meant to be developing. I mean, I, I, I just it's it's actually ridiculous how much yeah. they've done. Well, the, the thing is, they've also like they signed Dufty. I don't think you can win with Dufty as your fullback. I'd almost prefer to have Avarilla there, but then why are you bringing in someone like Dufty? But doesn't Ado Car want to play there? Yeah, and then and then Ado was Ado Car promised to play fullback. You know, yeah. he's he's the best winger in the competition if he's yeah. if he's healthy. Right, it, and his speed is a game changer. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just, there's so many questions heading into next season. Knights as well. We ex- we expected them to be good this year, but they're losing Connor Watson, who is who was one of their most consistent and best players this year. And Pierce and Ponga just haven't seemed to be able to get it They've done. They've been rudderless. They're just a bit um. There's no progress. No, not at all. There's no improvement. No. So they're an interesting team. Sharks will be better, I think. Yeah. New coach. Well, that's another one. That's, good recruitment, yeah. I think. They've actually had a bit of recruitment because they got Nico Hines. They got Dale Finucane, which is a big addition. They're, they they could be a top four team. Yeah, they could be. I think Will, Will Kennedy was fantastic at fullback this year. Uh, their wingers are great. Yep. Um, Ramian's one of the best centers in the competition. You know, and they've got a, they've got a strong forward pack. I'd, their props are a bit of a worry because they're like, they're losing Aaron Woods, uh, Aidan Tolman's, uh, one of those 44-year-old props I mentioned before. So you're going to the Dragons? No. no. <laughs> Ex-Bulldogs uh, prop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, 44 then. Um, okay. They're, they're going to be a good team as well. So, like, there's there's teams that you can see improve. I, if you were to ask me, I think it would be Parramatta at the moment. Is yeah. The, the fourth best team. Yeah, Just I think cause they finished third this year, and I think we're discounting them a bit, but they, they did have a very good season. Yeah. And, like, the teams that they lost, they, they were the only team to not lose to the Storm this year. Yeah. So I have... Like, I'm with you. I have the same as you, so um, no particular order for me, but, you know, Penrith, Manly, Parramatta, and the Roosters. Um, and I think Souths, there's still going to be a team with Mitchell, Walker, Cook, um, amongst and Murray, of course. Mar- yeah, Murray. So, you know, that Who, not who should off. be captain next year. Well, I think, I, think it'll, I think it'll be Cook and Murray co-captains. Yeah. That would be my guess. Yeah. But I think, like, it's it's groomed just to, you know, take the pressure off Murray a little bit. Yeah. And then when it's time, he'll be the sole captain, much like what Roosters did with Cordner and Friend. Yeah. I think um, another couple of things I want to say. So, um, the All-Sydney Grand Final. Okay. We went through our top grand finals last week, I think it was. And I flagged that I, that I loved them. And I think this was another one that was just, it's just, there's tribalism there that can't be replicated when it's a Melbourne or a Queensland team or a Canberra. When it's two Sydney clubs, it's just got a different feel to a grand final. And I don't care who's in it. I mean, I love Roosters, Dragons, um, Roosters, Panthers. Um, that it, They're just, um, they're just a, a very different game. And, and I think that it's something else. Yeah. We mentioned our top four teams, right? Yeah. All Sydney teams. Yeah. Like I mentioned, the Broncos and look, Titans made the top eight this year. Can they get better? Don't know. Um, they're another team that's going to be one of those fringe top top ten teams that you think are going to be there thereabouts. Yeah. But for the most part, the the competition is being dominated by Sydney teams at the moment. Yeah. Um, which is you know a good sign for Sydney teams, but not great for the National Rugby League. But I think Michael, healthy competition helps. 
Yeah, agree. Like, and and if you get a couple more teams into Queensland and yeah. all that, but yeah. Um, okay, one thing I don't think this is on our list of things, but yeah. something you're going to miss from this year could be anything. Something you've enjoyed or something that was kind of like joke you jokingly miss about it. I mean, for me, I'll go first. I'm going to miss Wayne Bennett's um, pre-game and post-game media conferences. Uh, highly entertaining, infuriated me when he wasn't the coach, but love them when he's on your team. He's just <laughs> complete control. Um, so that's going to be something I'll miss. Um, I'm going to miss the Morrises. Yep. Because what they've done for my club, but also just for rugby league in general, yeah, uh, incredible. Um, but you know, this has been a tough year for a lot of people. I'm going to miss rugby league. Yeah. Like my, like thank God that lockdown is ending next weekend. Yeah. Right. And we're going to be able to go out and do stuff. But every I was tuned in for almost every game every weekend because I had nothing else to do. Yeah. Like, that's a bit, that's what I'm going to miss the most is rugby league being on and getting me through a period where I had nothing else to do. Yeah, we were very lucky we didn't support the Bulldogs, right? Very true, very true. We had teams that, you know, were up there and competing and were fun to watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, all right. All right. So, what's our plan going forward, Emmanuel? Because this is probably... This is the season-ending podcast. Yeah, but there's a big date coming up. There is November first. Mm-hmm. It's the day that like the transfer the transfer window in air quotes opens. Yeah, where teams can start signing players for the previous for the next year. Yep, and you know some players are going to move clubs at that point as well for this for this upcoming season. Yeah, so I'm thinking that if any big news happens, we jump on seventeenth club. Seventeenth. And that's that's what Sports I'm thinking. Sports rights deal. That's what I'm thinking. The 17th club is going to recruit a big name player, and we're going to have to talk about it. Yeah. So maybe mid November we come back if, any, there's, any, if there's big news. Any Queenslanders in the Roosters team? Lindsay Collins. Yeah. Mm, interesting. But uh, okay, we'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Do I have to see you before then, or? Uh, you probably will. <laughs> you don't really have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Um, but yeah, I think I. Th- so I think for the most, like this could be the last one if nothing happens. But for we, the year, for the year, for the year. Yeah. For the year. Uh, but if something big happens, I think we'll jump on and you know yeah. we'll give you enough time to set your set your alarms to put us on in your morning routine or whatever it is. Yep. Um, but for the most part, we're going to be absent until probably February next year. I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, we'll do it. We'll do like like we've done the last two seasons. We'll open up with a, a quick season preview, a couple of weeks before the season, and then we'll jump straight back into our round one round one previews the week before the comp. Okay, round one prediction for who's opening. I think it will be. It will have to be a Sydney game. Yeah. Because the games have been played in Brisbane for so long. Yeah. Uh, and Queensland for so long, and. I think it'll be Panthers versus Parramatta. Okay, I like it. A Western Sydney derby. The opening, the the reigning premiers get to, uh, you know, start their uh, premiership campaign, trying to go back to back. Yep. Um, on the first night of rugby league, that Thursday night. Yep. Um, so that's that's who I think will will uh get the nod. Yep. Question is, like, so oh, that I guess it's next season. The, the next season there's going to be a team that you know misses out on round one which yeah. is always it's weird to think that you don't get to play South's always used to get the round one by 
I just yeah. remember because no one wanted to watch them. <laughs> How times have changed. Yeah. Anyway. But, but yeah, so I think that'll that'll be the game. You the same, or do you think something will be different? Yeah, I was also thinking maybe um, Panthers and Manly. Yep. Um, it's another possibility. But then I realised that Cleary probably won't be there, so they can't hype up um, Dalian medalist against Churchill medalist. Um, so maybe not. I also I, think South Broncos round one, um, somewhere in there. Um, yeah. It would be nice if it was a Sunday afternoon game. I, I think Cleary will be back. I, I think he should be fine for round one. Yep. Um, but we'll see. You know, yeah. They might just rest him because it's going to be a long season. Um, but, you know, again, a team didn't go... Melbourne weren't able to go back-to-back. Yeah. Uh, it just shows you how difficult it is. Um, it's not easy. No. So, no. yeah, I just... It's going to be a real... When you're when you're the number one team, you're the hunted. Yeah. And that first game, whether it is Penrith or not, I think it will be. I think it should be. Whoever they get, every single team, every single game they play... Everyone's going to give them their A game. So, it's going to be a fun season. Yeah, very fun. Looking forward to it. No, I think we leave it there. We do. Uh, that is it for this season, Emmanuel. Uh, as always, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. If you know if things happen, we're still going to be active on social media and whatnot. And like I said, yeah. we may pop on at some point in November to discuss things. But we leave you for this year. That is it. How good is Rugby League? That is it. Well done, Penrith. How good is Rugby League? Congratulations to the Panthers. And we will see you next season. Woohoo! All right. Thanks, Emmanuel. Bye-bye.